Welcome back to Down for the Count, ladies and gents. I am your girl, Tiffany E. And on behalf of my co-hosts, Alexis and Nicole, welcome back to the show. So this week, of course, we have our wrestling recap as usual. We got a little bit going for the wrestling news. And we have our Black History bonus episode. So you guys make sure you sit back, relax, and enjoy the first half of this week's wrestling recap with Down for the Count. Welcome back to the most busted podcast on the internet, Down for the Count. As always, I am Alexis, a.k.a. the most hated woman on Instagram at the moment. And with me, as always, is Tiff and Nicole. Say hi, guys. Hi. Hello. So we're back to discuss, yell, scream, and talk about the professional wrestling world this week. Some wrestling news going on. Um, and we're going to finish up our Black History segment. By the way, Tiff, um, I really like the the thing you did for Bianca Belair in our uh, bonus episode. You did. I was listening to that oh. today. Oh, that's cool. I I wanted to give Bianca cause cause Nicole said that she was our Black History highlight because she was Black History to make it. And when I was like, okay, well, let's just let's learn a little bit more about Bianca. So. I wanted to put some more in there and give her her spot because she really did do great at NXT TakeOver. And she's just she's just going to be one of the biggest stars they got if they let her. If they let her. Because you see how they do Naomi. So, you know. Well, Moving on. Naomi's been trending. Bianca's been trending. So, I don't... Let's just hope they don't fuck them up. Uh, but let's get started on our weekly wrestling recap. Uh, let's start with WWE first. Uh, I didn't watch none of it. I didn't watch any of it. I was sick after I did the podcast with y'all for a week. I was out. I was trying to watch Monday Night Raw. I still haven't watched it. I know some things, but I don't know everything. So this this going to be y'all bag this week. I'm sorry. This much because that was probably one of the worst draws I've ever watched. I kept falling, I kept falling asleep through it. And what was and the main event again was um, Seth Rollins and his little gang of bitches versus Kevin Owens and the Viking Raiders because now Samoa Joe is out again with another injury. I can't take it anymore. And, um, yeah, so other than that, and Buddy Murphy, like, didn't, like, Street Profits came down to help out Kevin and Viking Raiders, and, like, here comes um, uh, Dawkins. He comes running. He hits Murphy, and he, like, sends him flying. It was, like, <laughs> And one of he he eated the fuck out of him. That was <laughs> honestly that is literally the only. I remember that, and I remember when uh, Montez was doing like the warrior like ropes thing. Because yeah. what's what's funny about it is not because it's like a warrior reference because he does it for such an uncomfortably long amount of time. So you're just kind of like, okay. And, like, Dawkins did, like, he hit him, and he's like, oh, okay, you, you can, like, stop now. But he's still shaking the rope, so that's why it's funny. To me, that's why it's funny. You know the WWE has fucked now? 
And if you go on there, they have uh, Montez shaking the rope set to the ultimate world. <laughs> I'm just like, is it repeating or is he just going? Because I can't. No, he's it. no, he was going. He was a, he's just a gif. Um, other than that, I mean, Raw really wasn't fun. Like, like I said, I kept falling asleep through it. Um, but yeah, nothing really to write home about. Uh, SmackDown was a little bit better. It was the fallout between uh, the whole Valentine's Day with with Otis and Mandy and Dolph Ziggler. Um, all you know, like Tucker, like get your get you a friend like Tucker. Like Tucker is fucking ride or die. I swear to God. Like he went up to Mandy and Sonya who were sitting there talking, and he's like, you know. Yeah, he's not the most civilized guy, but he's got a big heart. And I can just say that you're an ugly person. And Mandy's like, well, what do you mean? What are you talking about? And he's like, the text message you sent. Like, it's the whole buildup. And she he, she goes, what text message? What are you talking about? And then, like, Tucker walks away. And Mandy's confused. And Sonya goes, well, Dolph Ziggler's more your style anyway. And I'm like, oh, this bitch is the one who sent the text message. <laughs> like, it's so trash. And then, like, Mandy's leaving for some reason. She wasn't in a match at all. And Dolph came out, and you know, Dolph's like, hey, she's like, I'm waiting for my ride. And Dolph's like, oh, come with me. I'll, I'll give you a ride. And poor Otis is standing there heartbroken, like, behind crates, and he sees her leaving with him. And I'm like, they are really going to just destroy us with this storyline. I know they are. Ugh. But, what uh, I like about this storyline as well, this is honestly the best storyline that's going on on SmackDown. It's also the long-term of it, or the long-term consequences for it. Because you can end up spilling into uh, Otis and Dolph feud with this. You can also spin off into Mandy and Mandy turning face. They can spin into Mandy turning face and also her and Sonya breaking up. Um, mm-hmm. Not only that, it can also go into, well, I know, even though I said that Dolph is more your style, I knew you wouldn't want to stick with him because you get bored with him. And you can even go into the, oh, I'm in love with you angle. Because, you know, she's a, I mean, not to discount Liv Morgan, because we don't know her sexuality. But we can use, like, a real lesbian. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, so but it's I'm like... So on that, though. No, but honestly, this is the best storyline they have going on on SmackDown, to be honest. I think it's the only storyline going on right now on SmackDown. Facts. Like, that's that's no ill will towards SmackDown um, because it was definitely a lot more entertaining than Raw this week. I wasn't falling asleep through it. Um, what was that gimmick match they had? The Sympathy of Destruction. I can't pronounce it. It's Who fucking came up with that? I don't know, but they deserve a raise. Like, I was loving it, but at the same time, my inner music geek was just, like, cringing, especially when they destroyed that beautiful stand-up bass 
And I really, I swear that was a dick joke in the making because you have Sami Zayn standing in the rain with like a little ukulele. And then you have Elias come out with a guitar, and then here comes Strowman with a freaking stand, uh, standing bass over his shoulder, like it's no problem. And then he stands next to Elias, and he just puts it down like next to his crotch. I'm like, is this a dick joke? Because then they show back to Sammy, and Sammy's looking down at his thing, and he's just like, aw, sad Canadian. And I'm like, this is Aww. a dick joke. He just did a dick joke. Um, I thought it was, I thought it was cool. Um. Until they destroyed the base, and then I got yeah, very that was sad. sad. But um, apparently, also the weird glitching. Yeah, let's talk about that real quick. So, if you guys have been watching SmackDown the last couple weeks, um, you probably noticed your TV glitching out, and we didn't notice it at first because we were talking to some people during SmackDown, and we're like, "Did did y'all's TV just glitch out?" And yeah. So we decided, okay, one time thing, it happened, it's been happening like, what, almost a month now or something like that? Yeah. So people are talking now, they're like, okay, so we're doing this, who's doing this? So Nicole actually went back and slowed down the images, and she saw a circle of light. And there's either, so we came down to two suspects, it's either A, Mustafa, who please come back to my TV because I need to see him on my TV, or Killer Cross is bypassing uh, NXT and coming to SmackDown, which I I see him more as a Raw guy, but if they want to start him out on SmackDown, look, go go right ahead. But I just want to see Aleister Black versus Killer Cross just one time in my life, and then I can die happy. I thought it was Killer Cross until I slowed down that image. Okay. So I just spoke out of my ass. So you guys think it's Mustafa getting repackaged or is it yes. like him coming back? Because I did like the whole thing. I think that, so I like if it is Killer Cross, what would you want to do with him? Well, see, if it was me with Killer Cross, I would put him on Raw and start building a feud with him and Alistair Black. But that's just my fantasy booking. To be honest, and again, no disrespect to the SmackDown roster, I really don't see anybody that he could go against on SmackDown. Like, well, he just destroy them. Yeah, I, and I don't want him to be like, you know, Rowan. Where they're throw they're feeding him jobbers every week for some stupid animal in a cage that we could really fucking care less about. Like, you want to piss off Peta? Have somebody step on that damn thing. Just break it. Like, really? I'd just be like, can I piss Peta off this week, Vince? Just, just this once, please, please. They came for Steve Irwin. I have to do it. You know, <laughs> like, right? just let me, like, you know, can I just like kick it and really just make a mess? Says the uh, ex-vegetarian, but um, I don't know. I don't see. I'm trying to think of like all the people who are on SmackDown. Unless they put him up against Roman, I really don't see anybody on SmackDown because you can put him against Roman, but then people will be like, "Well, he's pushing too soon for a belt." And I, I just, I don't know. Like he doesn't seem like he fits. He fits 
the the SmackDown puzzle, if that makes sense. Like, just I can't see him. So my thing is, I can't see him. Um, I don't see him wanting to bypass NXT, and especially with um, apparently Triple H being very integral of getting him signed. I cannot see him being letting him go. If he worked that as hard as what I've been reading, what I've been hearing, if he works as hard as he did to get him, I can't imagine him just be like, oh, sure, you can just go up. I, there's no way. But do you think he would go without Scarlet? No, and I don't think he would go without Scarlet either. And also, I think, honestly, because I think they have her still in a PC working on her skills because she's green in some areas. So, and it's also a good way to introduce them together so you can slowly start making her transition into the ring as well. Yeah, I can see that. But who in NXT would he go up against, though? Honestly, I think he's going to show up. I'm telling you, he's going to show up at TakeOver. Before Mania? Yes. Because his last indie show is Bloodsport. Bloodsport is like three three days, two, three days before TakeOver. Something like that. And and he's already in Tampa. So that's his last technical, that's his last booking, pretty much. That is, that is, that's his last indie date is Bloodsport. And they have a good relationship with them too, with Josh Barnett. But anyways, I can see him, whoever, because I don't think, I think Cole also is dropping. Whoever he's facing at Tampa, he's dropping it too, because they need to go. Undisputed Aaron. Aaron. They got to go. Okay, well, but think about this. Like, who could Cross go up against in NXT? Because, yeah, everyone's talking about this. Everyone's real hype. But we know that one of the main issues that WWE has when they bring in these indie guys is booking. They either give them really good booking or they let them flounder. And I know you – and anyway, if y'all are new to the show, Nicole called this shit, what, a month ago? Two months ago, no, or something. About two, about two, three months ago. Where she said she, she goes, I remember it. She goes, I think Killer Cross is signing with WWE, and we're like, why? And she goes, because he has only one booking WrestleMania weekend or yeah. WrestleMania week, and she, you called that shit like. She was calling it before the booking came out. She was saying he was going, it was right after Impact had, everybody knew that his contract was finally done and he was free. She called it then. And I was just like, really? You really think he's going to go? She said, yeah. She was like, he's coming to NXT. She said, watch. And I was like, I don't know about that. She was right. I know my boy. Honestly, I would have him. You know who would be really good? Hopefully he's built up by then. Him and um Austin Theory. Yeah. That'd be dope. Yeah. Him and honestly, I would do something with them. Him and Austin Theory. Yeah. Um, who else is kind of new down there? Um, him and hell, him and Velveteen. That'd just be yes. a, a mess. 
him, Heavy Velveteen, fun. and Scarlet. Ooh. What about... You got potential in NXT with Cross. He can pretty much go up against anybody. I mean, oh, even if you want to do, like, a smaller guy versus someone, you could put him up against Swerve. You've got... Um, Hell, uh, him and Leo could. Him and Leo could have a real cute, cute feud. Yeah, Ooh, I, I just thought of somebody. I feel bad for saying I can't think of anybody in NXT. Killer Cross versus Keith Lee. Yes. Oh, or Dijakovic. So oh. Oh, Dijakovic. Cool. That might be too much for me going on. I, I might, <laughs> I might not be able to watch that. I would watch it. I'm watching. Dajakovic is good. He just has a very... Oh, no, he no, he's good, but it's too much visually for me going on. I wouldn't be able to... <laughs> She's gonna cry again. She's gonna start crying. Yeah. If it happens, we'll have to go to Nicole's house and give her emotional support while the match is going on. Oh, no, I'm not trying to step on nobody's toes, but everybody needs to congratulate Nicole because Nicole is moving up and moving out. She's got a new job, and we're yeah. proud of her. Yay. <laughs> we're very proud of her. So congratulations, Nicole. We're and very thank happy. you. The best part of her moving, besides that she's continuing her career and she's doing great for herself, and we love her 100%, is where I'm not gonna say where, but where Nicole is moving to, there is a wrestling themed bar with a drink <laughs> in it. We have to go to this bar. We have and to go. I'm already making plans once she gets settled in and chilled out to go see her. And we oh, may have to get on the plane. The wrestling Fuck, I'm gonna have to get on a plane. I don't wanna do it. I quit. I don't <laughs> If I'm gonna be able to go on this flight with a cat, you should be able to go on there. Yeah. I'll tell you what, Tiff, I'll meet you in Ohio and we can fly together. Okay, because I hate flying. I'm terrified I hate of flying heights. and I'm gonna be flying that long by myself. that's one thing I'm really not looking forward to. I was making my stomach turn thinking about it, actually. <laughs> oh, God. Poor babes. I didn't want to interrupt the podcast, but I just had to say that. Yeah. She stressed for a long time. And I was like, really? this girl is doing this job. Just give it to her already. Just give her a damn So shot. I could leave them alone about it? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no. Because she was very upset. And I just, I was really happy. I was like, finally, it came through. So... I had to say that, so I'm sorry. Very happy for you, Nicole. And thank <laughs> you, guys. Speaking of amazing things happening, um, Naomi is now the number one contender for Bailey's SmackDown Women's title. And uh, what I'm not happy about, and we can discuss this for a little bit, it looks like Naomi and Bailey are going to Saudi. And yes, they'll be making history. Bailey will be the first Hispanic female to perform in Saudi Arabia and uh, wrestler to perform in Saudi Arabia. And uh, Naomi will be the first black woman to wrestle in Saudi Arabia. Um, I can honestly say I am scared to death for them going over there, for both of them. I, I really, and this is going to piss off the Naomi fans, I really wish 
it was Carmella going over there, at least this time around. So this thing with Carmella, I, I, I don't feel comfortable sending anybody over there right now. I don't be, feel comfortable Bailey going over there, honestly, either. Me either. I don't, I don't either. But I will say this. I, I, I trust that WWE will protect their superstars. I trust that. Um, and if they don't, then they are opening a door that they really, really want to keep shut. Um, I I trust that this time they will learn from their mistakes and ensure that their superstars are protected and can get in and out. Um, I want to watch it specifically because Naomi is competing, but because of my own personal views, I don't think I can bring myself to watch it. I'm conflicted. I don't have a problem with them performing in Saudi per se, but I've said this before. I don't think that the people, some of the people will appreciate what they're doing. And at the expense of our women that are on the roster, I think it's a bit much for them to go from having a quick two to three minute match last year to now having an actual title match there that's actually scheduled. And I'm just, I don't know. I'm, I'm on the fence about it. I feel like they, yes, the women do, do need to see it. It is something that will help push the narrative forward. But at the same time, I don't see this as anything other than to mask what's really happening there. I don't I, like it. I'm not going to watch it. And I'll just say this. If I'm not going to watch the first ever match, women's match in Saudi Arabia, where two of my favorites were making history, I'm sorry. I can't bring myself to watch Bailey and Naomi. I'm not going to support this show. And, you know, I was thinking about this earlier today like going over the news. Cause like, I totally forgot what happened in wrestling this week. I'm horrible at that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I've been doing some home, like home improvement stuff around my house. So that's kind of been like my number one concern this week. Um, yeah. But um, I was thinking about this today and I was just like, what if they're trying to get the women to wrestle? So they will bring in more ratings. Like it's just a ratings play. Like they don't care about, making history and all this crap they're just like well you know these are the worst ranked shows we have every year so let's start bringing the women over and that way people will watch it yeah people will watch it but as soon as they see the women's match they're gonna turn that shit off i I don't think it has anything to do with ratings i think if it had something to do with ratings they wouldn't be showing this shit to begin with because the saudi shows are the lowest rated pay-per-views they have every year Every year, they're the lowest rated. So if it was about ratings specifically, they wouldn't even go over there. They wouldn't even, they would not bear the brunt of the cost of going over there. And they do, they go all out for the Saudi show. We're talking pyro. They're, they got the pyro going. They got hella entrances for certain people. Um, They got a whole to-do thing going on. They get parades and shit. Like, it's like WrestleMania for them in Saudi, you know? So for me, it can't be about ratings. 
WWE is trying to make Saudi be a little bit more inclusive. And I'm okay with that part. But I don't know no other way to say it other than they don't deserve it. They are not worthy of it. And it is not just because, and I'm not talking about the people, but the government represents the people. Just like when we go outside of our country, people look down on us because we're Americans and Donald Trump is our president. Uh, They look down down on us. They look down on us because Trump is president. They look down on us because Bush was president. They look down on us because of our political policies, our government policies, our military policies. They look down on us. They think all Americans are trash. So anything, if we go anywhere, in certain countries we go somewhere, we're treated that way, despite the fact that not all of us think the same, act the same, and we all have different views. And sometimes things are decided without our consent and it's completely out of our control and yet no matter what happens everything trickles down to us it's all on our shoulders so i'm not saying the people of saudi are responsible for how they look per se but the crown prince is a douchebag i'm sorry i'm not gonna not gonna be nice about him he's done horrible things just so he can be the leader of his country And what he did with this green initiative, it was a smokescreen to cover up what was happening and to make their their country look a little bit more personable. And you should come here and come see. And it's just like, I don't agree with it. No, y'all beheading people over there. I ain't fucking coming over there. They want people to go over there. They just had their very first um, what was it? Festival. Their very first music festival over there. They invited all these big ass top influencers. Um, and they went over there and was like, "This was the most. This was the most fun I've ever had. It's beautiful here. You will love it. You you should come over here on vacation." And those influencers went for free, stayed in these top billing hotels, posted on their Instagram. I am I and it was Muslim influencers and everything. They all were there. And it was that was a part of their initiative as well as WWE and a bunch of other stuff. Like they've got um big ass concerts they're having over there now. Like I said, they just had their first festival last year. They're planning the next one. And it's even bigger. They just got a bunch of performers to perform over there. And I'm just like, nobody understands what they're doing and what's going on. And when the, when you peel back all the layers, you're going to see that that onion is rotten. They, and, they know what they're doing. They just don't want, they're, they're getting a big wad of cash thrown in these faces. And, you know, and I'm not saying every person or every on YouTube or anyone who considers themselves an influencer is in it just for the money. But a lot of them could care less about human rights and people and women getting tortured over there and, you know, dudes getting their fucking heads chopped off. Like, they could care less. Like, they just want to go there for the views. Like, that's it. That's it. I, I just can't. I can't. I can't. Can't be a part of it. And I'm, I was disappointed in WWE because usually they stay pretty neutral. 
And they just did not do that. And they did it because they were trying to break into that billion person market. India is a massive ass place. There are billions of people there. There are billions of people in the Middle East, period. It's in a market where they could actually be substantial. And I was like, okay, I get it. But why Saudi? Money. Of all so places. They the money at them. Like, let's let's be honest, okay? Vince McMahon loves three things. His grandchildren, his company, and money. That's the top three. And he's going to do anything he wants to for it because no one's going to tell him no. And if they do, do you really think he's going to listen to you? Like, if we go up there and we're like, hey, Vince, you know, yeah, we, we do this rinky-dink podcast or whatever, but this is why you, you know, this is our opinions why you shouldn't go to Saudi Arabia besides the fact that they're chopping people's heads off over there for fun. And he's still going to be like, nah, you know what, fuck you. Um, just for that, we're extending the deal for five years. I you know, know that he's, he's an, a cantankerous old man. I, I get it. But he's a human being, too. And I just... I, I I don't know no other way to put it. I feel like he he either is ignoring it or he doesn't know. And then when he found out, he was like, we're in too deep. We already had this set up and we can't, you know, not go through with this now because it'll backfire on us and put us back in debt. Like, that's the only way I could rationalize it in my mind. Because in my head, I'm just like... You can't you can't be serious with this. You can't tell me that you logically think that this is a good idea. And I'm not I'm not knocking all the people of Saudi. That I I understand that they want to be a part of the world. But given the fact that this company this place where you live is not so accepting of all of the world's ways what do you do with that how are you how are you sleeping at night knowing that you are pushing a narrative with this particular country knowing what they are capable of and what they have done and what they're probably going to do in the future how can you sleep at night knowing that you're helping it I don't know. Maybe he just doesn't have any morality in him. He's never had morality. Let's let's lift that in the bud first off. True. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think we should. That should have been nipped in the bud. <laughs> oh, are you gonna watch it? No, because I don't watch it. Because I don't. Um. And I'm one of those people. I don't like getting into politics, which I I don't I don't like getting. Well, it's I don't like. It's not like I don't like getting into it. I just don't like arguing about it because I have very I don't know. I have very set in my beliefs, and obviously that show is not set in my beliefs. And I have never watched a full Saudi pay per view. Mm-hmm. I actually have never watched 
the when the women had their match, that is the most I've ever watched out of all the shows that they've done over there. Yeah. That's it. And I literally scrolled through until I got to that fucking match, watched it, as soon as it was done, clicked it right the fuck off. Mm-hmm. If the full match was on YouTube at that time, I would have just watched it on YouTube. But yeah. since I never cared about any other matches that they had, I never cared to, like, look look at it. So, I don't know. I think it's stupid. Oh, this is cute. Um, I just think it's stupid. I'm not... I'm just not into it. I just don't. Honestly, I got more entertainment from the shenanigans of everyone getting left at the last show than I probably would have if I watched the actual show. And that's fucked up, but it's funny when you think about it because it's just like... Shenanigans! Yeah, because it's just shenanigans. Because it's like you could picture... It's like you could picture like Vince being... Vince cussing the prince out. Like you could picture him doing that. And him being Vince McMahon and not thinking, like, thinking, well, this fucker is going to end up giving me my money, so I'm just going to go on a plane, and I'll see all these people at SmackDown. Like, him not, like, thinking that, like, this guy is probably, like, mentally unstable and a fucking monster is going to, like, do something. I don't know. So him being Vince, you can picture him going on his dumbass private jet, going in the air. And then he get a call from people, and then they're like, okay, well, they're not letting him go. And he's like, what do you mean you're not letting him go? He fucking owes me money. What is he doing? And Every so time it's she just... does, Vince's voice is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> because you can picture, I, you can't picture him being like, how, why is he doing this? He's the one who owes me money. And, we're, and then people are on the phone talking to him. It's like, well, Vince, you called him a dick. <laughs> And it's not funny. Like it's funny. Like it's not funny because obviously these people could have been in like real world danger. But it's funny because literally you could. I could picture him like literally doing that, like cussing this, cussing this, um, crown prince off who's in charge of a very radical country, who beheads people on days that end in Y. And he still Mm -hmm. got people stranded, and he's cussing. Yeah. This dude is chopping chopping dudes up and leaving them in the street. He don't give a fuck. So you can picture Vince being Vince because he just doesn't <laughs> care yelling at this guy. And then him wondering why all his people are stranded. And he's like, well, I told him. <laughs> and you're like, and then you, and you can picture like all of these investors, like these bored people talking, t- trying to explain to Vince. Hey, you can't do things like this. <laughs> and him not getting it. And you got all these people fucking shirts. <laughs> that's why it's funny because it's like, that's, I'm like, obviously we don't know, but I'm pretty sure that's how it went. He's just being an idiot. And he's not <laughs> an idiot. He's a very smart person, but he's like very black and white. Like that, he's like, man, that nigga owed me money, so I cussed him out. <laughs> When they die, when he dies, the other one's gonna walk up to it, and you think it's gonna be like this sad, mournful thing, and just be like, "This motherfucker still owes me five dollars." Right? <laughs> yeah. 
Another problem I have with the Saudi shows, though, is that they focus so much on the Saudi show that they completely neglect the, the actual pay-per-views that matter. Elimination Chamber now is a forgotten pay-per-view, and it never should be forgotten. That's one of their best pay-per-views. And now they got it so close to the Saudi show that it's not even... It, you can't do anything but make Chamber matches. That's it. That's the only thing that makes sense to me. It's just put everybody in a fucking chamber and just do back-to-back chamber matches. And maybe do, like, one palate cleanser match with somebody who has a match with, who's supposed to have a feud with somebody. Like, maybe do Braun versus Shinsuke again in the middle, in between. Or something stupid. Like, you know, have Elias come out there and sing a concert and take somebody out and then go right back into the chamber. Just set the chambers back up, start rolling out the next chamber match. That's the only thing that would make any sense because you only have less than two weeks in between the chamber and the Saudi show next week. That's it. Okay. It's like every time, every time they set up the damn chamber or they set up Saudi shows, they put them in weird-ass spots. You know, like... Why didn't they put the Saudi show in between Elimination Chamber and WrestleMania? Or, you know, why didn't you have a backup plan? Because, let's be I'm going to be honest, the whole NXT thing, were, I don't know if they were already planning that or if that's something Triple oh. H pulled out of his ass last minute. No, no, they but, pulled that. You didn't hear the story about that? No. So... This is so multiple people have like the same story. Matt Riddle. So this is the one Matt Riddle told Matt Riddle was on his way to a house show, literally in the car driving to a house show. And he got told to turn around and to go to the airport. He has to go on a private flight. They have to go to SmackDown. Um, Adam Cole was going to the same house show, but he was already kind of on the road and he got called. He got first. Someone sent him a text message and was like, Hey, um, there's a situation going on. We might need you guys to come in. Might need you to come to SmackDown. And he was like, You're talking about when they did the invasion thing. Yeah. yeah. And he said, okay. And he said, he got a text message. He said, not even two minutes later, and it said, you have to be here in, like, an hour. So he said he, like, hurry up and zoomed back around. Um, and then Rhea was saying how – I forgot what she was doing. She was doing something, and she said that she didn't even have time to, like, pack. She said she just grabbed shit and put it in a bag and went. Like, it was very, like, they called people and was, like, either some people got – a little bit of a notice, and I mean a little bit. Some people got like a five, ten minute notice, and then some people huh? were like, "No, you gotta go now. Like you have to be at this tarmac in an hour." Damn. And and that's the same thing with Shayna. Shayna, Shayna didn't even come with anything. Wow, that's why she didn't that's... have no gear on. She came yeah, so she didn't have no gear on. on. They told her, damn. Quite a few of them. Someone else, I forgot, someone else was the same thing. They said they couldn't even take anything because that's how close, like, it was very, like, AAA and Sean pulled that out of their ass. He's, I guess, um, Triple 
Sean was like calling people that Sean was the one who was like texting people and um Road Dog and Triple H were trying to get like the the private plane and shit situated. That like they were cutting like- so close. They said they landed <laughs> Wow. They they either la- they landed like five minutes before the show started, five ten minutes before the show started. Mm-hmm. They landed. They Jesus. didn't pull up to, and they had to get. They had a police, and they were saying how they also had a police escort. They didn't get to the building to it started. That's why Shayna ran in there like that. That's why I didn't have no music for her. Oh, when okay. she ran in, that was literally her running into the fucking building. Jesus. So, uh, I did not know that. So props to Triple H and Sean doing that. Fuck that. Props to the NXT dudes for doing that shit. Like, them people came out of nowhere. And they was on it. <laughs> and that match with Adam Cole and Daniel Bryan still not to this day. And I don't even like Daniel Bryan like that. But that, that was shit was fire. Match. I was that was one of my favorite matches from last year. I was kind of hoping that Survivor Series, to be honest with you. I'm like, can I watch these two go at it again? Like, please? Yes, because it was so good. That, But that, like I said, that speaks to Cole's, Cole's greatness and how good he really is. Because when Champa had a match with Miz, that match wasn't good. But like I said, when you can't practice and you're going off the cuff, that's hard. But you got two guys like Cole and Brian going into a match completely cold. And they were able to turn that out. That was WrestleMania quality. Yeah. I was like, I'll never disrespect Cole again. <laughs> He's still like a crier. He's still a crier. But I, oh, I'm yeah, not, for sure. I'm, like in the ring, he's untouchable. He's one of the best they have. He's one of the top stars in the WWE. I will scream that from the mountaintops, but he's still a crier. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> I'm holding to that. But I, I got you when it comes to your in-ring work, because that was just it was it was absolutely dope. That my two problems were the politics of it all and the quality of our shows go down so they can give them quality. And it's just like, we're the ones paying for the network. We're paying the bills. Like, feed us first. Like, (laughs) do not go and give your stepwife her plate before you feed her kids. Like, you feed the kids first. Okay? We are the ones who feed her. It's not the stepwife. It's... You go into the side chick's house first before you go into your wife's house. Period. Where is it? The side chick, then the stepwife, then the first wife. You still fucking her, even though. Comatose um, Lynn. That's that was such a fantastic storyline, honestly. When you really look back at it, that was horrible. That's it, a fantastic storyline. It's awful. It's so awful. It's bad. It's really fucking bad with that storyline. And we can go back to like getting actually on topic, but um, <laughs> WW, um, the Fox um, Twitter tweeted was like, what moment or whatever made you become a WWE fan? And someone retweeted a clip from that whole Linda thing and I was like you would never be able to do that 
now. No. no. But it was so good. It was, it was genius. It was trashy but awesome at the same time. That's what like, I be talking about. It, I don't mind a little trash with my wrestling. I really don't. The ovation she got when she stood up and went after Vince at Mania. That I had never seen anybody get that big of a pop that was like a non-wrestler. Yeah. Not only that, that also showed how good of a heel Trish could have um, Trish was. Yeah. Well, Trish Trish Stratus was one of those heels that like when she was a face, I absolutely loved her. But when she turned heel, it broke my heart to the point where like I was booing her through my TV because that's how oh, much I, I hated her as a heel. I yeah, hate so she was unbearable. She was awful. She was perfect. Yeah, but that's, that's how he was like, supposed to be. Now, Ryan Satin was on Twitter, and he was like, um, he said something. What did he say? I think he, he was, was watching AEW. About people, yeah, he was complaining about people, the crowd. It's become a thing that the crowd sings Jericho's music. I think yeah. it's adorable. I like Judas. I like that song. And I think it's sweet. Um... He, he deserves said he's it. a fucking heel. You're not supposed to sing his music. So what? And oh my god, he is right though, Nicole. He is right. He is a heel, and they uh, he they boo him right afterwards, so it don't matter. Get no. off the table. <laughs> <laughs> if they uh, think, well, okay, all right, you're right because. They cheered for Bobby Roode in NXT, and they used to sing his music. They still came do. out his music, but it's not the same. It's so not the same. If Bobby Roode went back to NXT today, he needs to and go back they play his music. Yeah, it would be astronomical. Do you know those people would lose their fucking minds? I remember when I first started watching NXT. It was when Roode got there. Because my husband was like, Tiffany, um, Bobby Roode from Beer Money's in NXT. I'm like, what? What? Where's James Storm? He was like, I don't know. I'm like, okay. I'm like, where is my Beer Money? Where are they? They should be there together. They're a package deal. I, I wanted my shit. And he was like, I don't know. But Bobby Roode is there. He's got a whole different persona. It's a little Ric flair but it's not bad. He was like, you got to see this shit. And I'm watching them pay-per-view. I can't remember which one it was. And he came out there and they started singing. The crowd, everybody, everybody in that arena was singing this damn song. I said, Dry, what is going on? Is this a concert or is this wrestling? And he said, that's how they do when Bobby Roode comes out there. He said, that's what they do. And I think it was the one where he had all those women lined up on the stage and as they walked down, they all linked arms and um, the lights would light on as he went, came down there. It was just, it was just a big old to do. And I was just like, what is this? I'm like, what is going on here? I'm like, is he a face? And he was, my husband was like, no, Bobby Roode's a heel. I'm like, why are they singing his music? Why are they doing he it said, "Cause it's it's awesome, Tiffany. Did you are you listening to the song? I'm like, he is a heel. You're not supposed to sing his song. And I mean, they were going off. I'm just saying, if Beer Money ever unites in on WWE TV, y'all are gonna be able to hear me, me and Tiff screaming. 
like simultaneously. I love your money. Me I screaming because I like James Storm. Let me go find him. Let me you go like, look at him again. You like <laughs> <my> uncle. <laughs> I love him. But he's good at NWA you know, power though. He seems happy there. Yeah, he's doing good in there. Um. Oh, so speaking of heels, so I was at the. I actually managed to drag my ass to the gym this week, and mm-hmm. uh, I really didn't do much. But I was I was bored because like I'm like I don't want to listen to music, so I was listening to I was going through like Jericho's old podcast. I'm like, okay, maybe if I hear a wrestler, I'll have more motivation to do it. And he did an interview with MJF, and this was, like, way back before, like, he, you know, betrayed Cody and all that. So, like, the ass-kissing seems kind of weird now. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's <laughs> funny, though, because he's, like, he tells Jericho, who's probably, like, one of the, probably one of the best heel, you know, people ever. He's, like, yeah, one day, maybe, Jericho, you'll be as good as me. And I'm just sitting here laughing my ass off, and the people are looking at me. I'm, like, what? And, um... So Jericho asked him, he goes, so why, how, how did you become a heel? You know, did you study anybody? And like, he's still in character, but you can hear where it's like the character ends and like the real guy starts talking. Cause like, um, he was talking about like, yeah, I used to watch all the old school stuff. And he was like naming off like guys like Terry Garbo, you know, he's a big fan of Roddy Piper. So he looked at a lot at Piper stuff and I'm like, now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah. You remind you. Yeah. Reminds me of like when they allowed Piper to go off, like when he was a heel. Because I left Piper when he was a heel or a face, it didn't really matter to me. But like when they let him go, like I'm just like, oh my god, he does kind of remind me of, of fucking Roddy Piper. And I was listening to it, and it's just like he goes, yeah, I just studied all these old wrestlers, and I I, I like the heels because, you know, they no matter what they do, they piss you off. And he goes, I kind of like that because they al- the heels always have your attention no matter what. Yeah. And I was like, this makes total fucking sense. So I listened to it. It was an hour. <laughs> and it's like the funniest thing because he switches back and forth because you can hear like the actual him come through, which is like mm-hmm. really rare in like anything because he, and that's what's so old school. He stays in it because he even says that he goes, these guys stayed in character. There was no breaking it. And I'm like, Oh, like what you do. And um yeah, they so had funny. to though. It's so funny because you hear like the character and then you hear like the wrestling nerd coming out. I'm like, this is adorable. So <laughs> you're so Ew. cute. Ew. Little Piper. <laughs> oh my gosh. Ew, MJF is not adorable. Yeah. I, I can't do it. Yeah, but um, well, no, it's just I don't know. I I saw something where it's like there is like I I forgot to send it to you guys, but I was reading something online where someone's like there is no such thing as a heel or face anymore. Like you people like people like who they like, which leads me to NXT because I need y'all's help on something here. Alrighty. Oh, God. I already know what you're going to ask. Okay. <laughs> I have my hands already. Okay. So we got Roderick Strong. Mm-hmm. Undisputed Era. Mm-hmm. Undisputed Era of Bad Guys. Mm-hmm. Okay. Velveteen Dream. Yeah. Pull some Rick Rude shit from back in the day. It's hilarious. 
the bad guy? Or heel? No. No. Okay. So he's a tweener? How are you liking the podcast so far? I hope you guys are enjoying it. If you have a topic that you think we should be discussing on Down for the Count, don't hesitate to contact us. You can send us a voice message right here on the Anchor app, or you can hit us up on social media. Our Instagram is at D4TC underscore podcast. Our Twitter is at Down for the Count 19. And we'll be looking forward to hearing from you. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll let you get back to the podcast. I hate that word. Yes, that's a very accurate description of Velveteen. Okay, so why is the guy who is in between pulling the more heelish shit than the guy who's actually a heel? Because first of all, um, we we always talk about Roderick Strong. Roderick Strong is one of the best wrestlers in the WWE, and I won't take that from him because I I didn't believe Nicole at first, and I was just like, I'm not fucking with Roderick Strong. I'm just not. She was like, No, he's great. And I'm looking at his matches, and I'm like, She is right. He's an amazing talent, but persona wise, he's a dork. Okay. True. So there's not much to Roderick in that form. Velveteen has a massive persona, almost engulfing to anybody who goes up against him. Like, case in point, when he had a feud with EC3, EC3 got lost in that feud. The focus was on Velveteen. That happened with Ricochet, too. But the reason why Ricochet was able to kind of come from under the cloud, the purple cloud, pun intended, was because Velveteen and because Ricochet had the high flying, captivating style of wrestling that could take him outside of the promo and all that shit. When you're looking at Velveteen versus Roderick Strong, Velveteen doesn't have anything for Roderick to latch on to personally. And even if he did, it would not be executed with the correct malice and intent that Velveteen did with Marina and their baby, which I'm pretty sure behind the scene, if he didn't, that's even worse if he didn't talk to them first. It's even worse if he did not say nothing, but I'm sure they like, it's a part of the game. Cool. But he he come across like the type of guy who ain't talking to nobody. I think he just went and had that shit done and didn't say nothing. And everybody just was like, okay, we gotta roll with it. We gotta <laughs> We don't have a choice. Velveteen is a tweener. He's not he's not a heel. He's a tweener. But I would I I think now more so than ever he's an anti hero. He's a face character, but Velveteen does heal like shit. So I'm more toward Roderick Strong, though, because this dude's coming out. Like, okay, if I had, let's just put it in the female's perspective, okay? Say I'm, say I'm a heel, 
and tip your face. Okay. Okay. And we're doing this whole angle. Now, you know, I don't mind being the face versus heel, good old fashioned, whatever. Now, if you come out and you are that bitch who takes off her ring gear and there's a picture <laughs> of my husband's face on your crotch. It'd probably be more on my ass. I'm going to Either way, I'm going to whoop your ass, okay? (laughs) But if you have my significant other somewhere on your body, like your crotch, your ass, whatever, or you have his name, or, you know, if you really want to cross that line and have my kid's face somewhere on you, and wouldn't that automatically make me the more sympathetic person in here because now you, you got Velveteen. Him, uh, okay, if we're going by Velveteen and Roderick's storyline, you threw me off of a truck and kicked my ass. Okay, I, you had it coming. <laughs> no way. No, he no actually way. did it then. He did it oh. then. No, he did not. Okay. He threw him off of a truck and they beat the hell out of him. I think at most, yes, psychologically, he's going after Roderick because really, you can't you can't go one against four. There's no way that you can do that. You've got to take Roderick and pull him and make him be standalone. How do you do that? How do you get him to pull away from the pack? He's got to be something has to disconnect mentally. What is the only thing that's Roderick's weakness? It is his baby and it's his wife. Is it crude? Yes. Is it small? Yes. Is it effective? Hell yeah, it is. And I don't fucking blame Velveteen for that. I could see if Velveteen just got injured in the ring and just decided to go after Roderick. But Roderick and Undisputed Era threw this man off the truck and left and beat the shit out of him when he fell. And they beat the hell out of him. He been gone for all of this time. He didn't get to be a part of Survivor Series. He was out of NXT TakeOver Portland. He was out of War Games, wasn't he? Yeah, he was yeah. out of, yeah. and he was I'm out of so War Games. I'm so upset about Survivor Series with him because this is, was could, his thing, was trying to go to the main rock. Like, this would have been... We would have gotten peak Velveteen. Yes, he would have blew the doors off that bitch. I can't, and I can't, I can't see Velveteen as the sympathetic guy because he's posting shit on Twitter. Oh, like you're not supposed oh to, you're not supposed to feel sympathetic. You're supposed to just understand where he's coming right. from. Okay, look, he doesn't it, want sympathy. If no. you online, if I was a dude and some other dude. And said, thank your wife for the lace panties. I made them in the glove. <laughs> and Lacey Evans retweets it going, oh, Lord. <laughs> I don't care what nobody says. That is funny. If this was real life, your ass would get jumped. <laughs> no, it was funny. There's was this guy funny. I follow on Twitter, and he's hilarious. This is, I think his name is Seahawk. And he was like, he said something like, Velveteen, I know it's Black History Month, but Roddy kills you. We can't do nothing for you, man. And that's facts. And that's facts. Period. And and even in my Facebook group page, like someone, like we all joke about it, and someone posted something. I said Roddy ate shit to me because I know if that was me, I would fucking killed him. Like he was like, I don't feel bad for Roger. No. 
I do not. You're a grown man. And this man just said on Twitter that your wife sent him some lace drawers and he made them in the gloves. I should be seeing the clip on NXT you whooping his ass with some backstage shit like WWE exclusive Velveteen boards are playing and got fucked up by Roderick Strong. Bitch, do something. I would like to see that actually. Like that was- He ain't because Roderick is soft. He ain't gonna That's do what it. I'm saying. Thank you. That's what I'm saying. Call me because uh nah, no, 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 no. You fuck with my family. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. He deserved it, Alexis. He deserved it, and he getting what co- what he got coming to him. What if you deserve it when you go on Twitter and you said I took your wife's panties and made gloves out of them? Well, your ass shouldn't threw them off no fucking truck. You shouldn't have thrown because undisputed era are bullies. They're bullies. I'm not gonna feel bad for you. Fuck you. Shit. If you got now, only way I feel bad for you is somebody threw human feces at you, cause that shit is nasty. You don't do that. Anything else? You and your own motherfucker. You shouldn't have did this shit. Now you thought you was untouchable because you was in undisputed era, and all four of your goons is there together, and y'all got y'all prophecy. Well, bitch, Keith Lee killed that prophecy. Took it, snatched it, smashed your little ass into pieces, and now you getting what you deserve. Turnabout is fair play, if you ask me. You started it, so Velveteen said, I'm going to amp it and finish it. And I don't fucking blame him. I'm sorry. I I know they threw him off a production bus, but it's just like, that's just the line with me. You cannot cross. I'm sorry. Okay, okay. So they can do anything. And as long as Velveteen don't go after his family, everything is straight. No, so, never mind. And we going by storyline now. Never mind the fact that he got thrown off the truck. His career could have been over. He missed some of the best pay-per-views that NXT had to offer. And the fact that they just debuted at Survivor Series for the first time. And everything he had worked for damn near got taken from him. So you take his livelihood and his paychecks. That's cool. I'm not saying it's not cool, but when you're on, but you post that shit, how am I supposed to feel sympathetic for him? What you not, you're supposed, not supposed to feel to. sympathetic for him? I don't feel sympathetic for Velveteen. I'm like, get him. Get his ass. Because that's the only way you're going to fuck up Roderick Strong. You, you're going to be able to go toe-to-toe with him, true enough. But Roderick Strong going to take you to the limit in that ring. But you got to get him off his game. How do you do that? I've said it, and so has Nicole, and thousands of others on Twitter have said it. Roderick Strong is one of the best technical wrestlers WWE has to offer. You cannot just go into the ring with him and just be like, we're going to fight and think you're going to win, especially with Undisputed Era on the outside. No. You're going to have to go about this on some fucking Finley, Mr. Kennedy, Thinking wrestler shit. You're going to have to dismantle him piece by piece. And where do you start? What's the weakest piece of Roger Strong? His fucking family. And if you ain't cool with it, that's fine. But you damn sure should understand it, Alexis. You got to. You have to think. Think about how The Fiend got to Seth Rollins. The Fiend was like, look, I'm not, I'm not trying to 
trying to go up against Seth Rollins bar for bar, man for man. I don't want to do that. I got to take him out, but I got to start slow. And that's exactly what he did. He dismantled him. And nobody was paying attention. They were so mad that the thing didn't get to be champion, that they didn't understand what happened. And they ruined a good storyline, is what they did. That's what led to this whole Messiah shit. Look at it. Okay, I'm just saying, I don't, okay. Okay, so maybe I maybe I'm the bad guy. I don't know. But like when he when he pulled that crap on NXT, like when he just like that that ugly ass outfit he was wearing. Oh my god. Like no. But like when he pulls that down and I'm starting to feel real bad for Dream and I'm like, Oh man, he's he's really getting his ass whooped and then he pulls that shit and I'm like, uh nah, nah 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 and it's like I'm, I was just like, okay, you know what, Roderick, get up and start whooping him. Like, just, no. Just, How you mm-mm. switch teams so fast? On one, on one call. I don't understand. At the end of the day, Roderick got back up. He got a whole squad. I guess they some more here than I thought it was. Come on, oh. man. <sighs> Well, let's see from my point of view, dude. Like, I don't know. We I got a husband, this and I got, I got, I got, if I had kids, and I saw my baby's face on his thigh, I would not be in the ring crying. And that's what Which, he was doing. He and was that's crying exactly what he, he started crying. He was, he was crying to Adam Cole, which I don't know what he <laughs> thought Adam was going to do. I don't know crying. either. He he so that's why I don't feel bad because he try he tries to act all big and bad, but then when push comes to shove, he's a bitch. Yeah, he is. He's a little bitch. So yeah, yeah it's messed it. up. It's messed up and it's wrong. No one ever, every all everyone knows this. It's wrong. But like, but Roddy ain't shit because he should have. And I think I tweeted it. I said Roddy should have jumped him. He should have right. Velveteen shouldn't end up been able to walk down to that ring. He should have jumped on his ass as soon as soon as he turned a corner. He should have been right right on his back. Mm-hmm. But nope. That's how I knew he was a little bitch. Yep. <laughs> I'm telling you. I don't feel bad for Roger Strong, and I don't feel bad for Velveteen. The reason why I don't feel bad for Roger Strong is because he started this shit. He started it. Mm. Does that know what he doing? He ain't no damn dummy. But I ain't saying you're supposed to feel bad for anybody. And if you don't want to take sides, then don't. But Roderick is the heel in this situation. And Velveteen just got to get back. And unfortunately, yeah, Marina got caught, caught in the crossfire, but... Let's just keep it real. That's the she most. She ain't doing nothing she, anyway. She done got in the last couple of months anyway, and I'm not dogging her, but her and Jessamine got work to do. A lot. The baby, I would have kept off because the baby innocent. I wouldn't have used the baby. I but I would have had Marina on there. I'd have had her on my ass cheek with her. With... <laughs> I'm tired of you, Chad. On my ass cheek. <laughs> I want to go home, and I already am home. 
on one I ass cheek. I just started twerking and everything. Just had her right on my ass cheek. Would not have batted an eye, bitch. Sure would have. Like, what you gonna do? You ain't gonna do nothing but stand there and cry and yell with your punk ass, which is exactly what he did. Y'all ass ain't gonna do nothing. If you got, you know, if your dick big enough and your balls big enough, then you should have been there taking them out, defending your baby and your wife honor. Fuck that. Fuck that script. <laughs> Go ahead yeah, and see that. Real. Fuck that. That's like and I said when. Disrespectful. Like when they shaved that part of that guy's head during that haircut thing. I'd have whooped their ass. Yeah, I was like, and especially, I was like, especially, it's like, could you imagine if that was a black dude they did that to? They'd have whooped it. He'd have whooped their ass. And that scene would have been canceled. Canceled. Would have been canceled. Full sale would have been tore the fuck up. Facts. Would have been burnt from the, would have been burnt. And then the ashes would have just been pissed on. Like, there, there would be no phoenix coming from those things, like, at all. But I love Bianca's spot when she came in there. She came in the middle of them hoes match. She, I think no they offense. were done, though. I think they were done. Like, no, no, no offense to the other girl, but Bianca did us all a favor by interrupting a Chelsea Green match. Ooh, she was, child. Yeah. She won the match. She's so basic. Yeah, like, she, she like her gear her gear what was this thing you know that meme it's like hey can i copy your homework and they're like yeah just make sure you change it up so it don't look alike <laughs> someone took the gear she wore on wednesday and put it next to peyton royce's old nxt gear and i swear to god i was looking at the it's same exactly gear the same. it's the same and i was just like on the same vein well, at least she doesn't have, like, the Kim Kardashian super dark tan and the glitter lice anymore. Like, oh, like it's... Katie and, um, what is that? Um, what's her name? What is her name? The girl with the money guns with that big ass. Oh, Katie and, Forbes. Um, Katie oh, Forbes. She's a mess. I can't I love it, though. I, I can't stand like her, her, but I love it at the same time. I'm not I a fighter, but I love it. <laughs> I just want to ask RVD. I'm like, is your midlife crisis really that bad, dude? No, but they got in trouble on Twitch for that damn video they put up. Yes, they, yes, they did. And did they get their contract back? Um, I think they did because um, it well, was just a suspension. They didn't like ban them if they were suspended. Well, for the viewers who are, or the listeners, viewers, listeners, whatever, um, that are just now joining us because hi all you hate listeners good thank you for the uh thank you for the views um <laughs> yeah stay tuned because we finna finish that shit up too <laughs> thank you going on that part <laughs> um we already got your listening because i know what you're waiting for so for the new listeners um if you, what was it earlier last was it last month i think mm, it was in last year some yeah it was when we were taking our our winter break um, RVD had a segment with his girlfriend Katie Forbes and another and another girl and oh, her um, girlfriend. Girlfriend. Oh, her girlfriend. Yeah, this this midlife crisis is really hitting RVD like really fucking hard. Um, he had a real messed in- up divorce though. I I feel bad for him like in real life. Like he had like a really messed up divorce. So wait, what yeah. happened with this divorce? Yeah. She, like, cheated on him and, like, a bunch of others. She cheated on him, apparently, and 
um, allegedly, I'll say allegedly, and a bunch of other things. So like, oh shit. What 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 kind of other things? Well, I heard that she was apparently like also like siphoning like a bunch of money from their accounts and stuff Sounds like that too. Right. And yeah. oh shit. Just a little tidbit, a little side note. Mm-hmm. You should always siphon money into another account. Don't, don't, don't listen to me, okay? Mary, <laughs> fiance, I don't give a fuck. If you work and y'all got a joint account, do not put your money in the joint account. Only nope. put the money for your bills in the joint account. If you a stay-at-home mom, and you got access to the joint account, your ass need to be siphoning $50 to $60 out that account every two weeks into a little account for yourself just in case shit go wrong and you got to leave. You got to scapegoat, bitch. Yep. Make sure That's also your family. significant other does not check your checking account either. Oh, he ain't got to know about that account. He don't have to know about that account. That's a secret account. So, it's what you do. I tell you what the fuck to do. Get oh your cash out. Okay, you get a cash app and oh you, take, you take $60 and send it to yourself. Cash app got a little account you can have to hold money on, right? So you mm-hmm. hold that money in that little cash app. So whenever, especially if, like, I put it this way, if you got a boyfriend or a husband that is borderline abusive, they 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 saying things and doing things to you, this how you, this how you do it. You got to tell him you're using this money to go buy him stuff, right? You produce receipts. It's all kind of ways to do shit. You got to finagle this shit. Okay? You got to be smart. <laughs> Get this money. Put it to the side. Run down where you spent the money. All right? Because he going to ask. Because an abusive control freak will ask, where this money go? How much money go? Do it down to the dollar. I said $60 on hair care. This is all the stuff I bought. Boom. Alright? Put the rest of that money you done hit. Put that shit in the secret account. Don't let him have no access to it. Go paperless. Don't send no fucking shit to you. Then you got to be smart. You set up a rule in your email. So all your money emails go to a special (laughs) folder. Lock the folder so he can't get in it. Okay, this for dudes too. If you got a controlling ass bitch, you do the same shit. Lock that shit up so he can't get in it. You can put a password in it. Encrypt it. Alright? Then when you're ready to leave, you get your only get what you can carry, bitch. You get a bag, put your damn clothes in it, some drawers. If you're a woman, get your bra. And then you run. Run as fast as you can, ho. Till you get to where you need to be. Get your plane ticket, your bus ticket, and get your ass up out of there. Don't take no cell phone. Don't do nothing. You got to prepare. You buy a burner phone and leave that fucking phone, that iPhone right there. And then what you do is you factory reset that bitch so he can't get in and he don't know what was on it. You just erase all that shit. God damn, this is some James Bond... Now for the Count Podcast, we talk about wrestling, honus, and PSAs. I'm telling you. If you, marry and, if you marry and you got a do-dirty-ass husband or a wife, and they cheating on you and they fucking you over, you start siphoning money into a separate account. When they come time talking about they ready to leave, take 
money that's in that account out and go about yep. your business. Yeah. You're spitting facts. Lies. Clean it out. What they gonna do? That was a joint account. Y'all was together. Nothing they can do about it. So, so if you know they cheating, let they ass keep cheating. But you need to be making sure you got your life set up so you don't be living like no fucking divorced dad in no damn one-bedroom apartment where you got to eat off paper plates and your TV don't get no signal. Okay, can you, can you stop insulting my 20s for, like, once? I'm just saying. Well, I'll make this quick then. Anyway, they went on, all three of them went on, because Impact streams on Twitch. Um, anyway, they had a little celebration ceremony, and um, needless to say, it is not safe for work, kids. And because of that, uh, they got banned. Now, banned from Twitch is usually like three days, three weeks, something like that, and I haven't heard anything else. So, um, I think things, they, they still say they're streaming on Twitch. So I'm going to, I'm going to roll with that and say that they still are, but prayer, uh, uh, Twitch pretty much told them if you pull this shit again, we're, we're not doing business with you again, which oh, they brought them back. They brought them back on the 23rd of January, which really makes me kind of like, I, Okay, I, I've been on Twitch a few times. I don't, I'm not a really big fan of the platform. But, like, I've seen, like, girls, like, female gamers and girls make her money. I'm not shaming you. But I've <clears> seen, <throat> but, I mean, like, Katie Forbes, she was, like, butt-ass naked. So was the other girl. And I've seen, like, peop, women on Twitch and guys, too, that are, like, I saw this one girl. She was wearing this see-through flesh-colored bra. And I looked for a second. I'm like, that, that chick's topless. And then I looked again. I said, oh, she, that's, that's a bra. But I'm like, her nipples were showing and shit. I'm like, um, doesn't this go against your term of conditions to Twitch? Or yes. has it just not caught that yet? Because I've seen they shit haven't on caught it. They haven't caught it. See, Twitch is a little more, it's much, much more lax than Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. It's very, very lax. Um, you can stream stuff on Twitch that you can't stream on Facebook or anywhere else. Like, you can stream um, the Dante Wilder fight that just happened this past Sunday. You can stream that, and they won't shut down the stream. They won't cut it off because they don't have people looking for copyrighted content. So the reason why they got banned was because they have a massive platform, and everybody saw this, and this clip was going around through Instagram, and Impact posted it on their Instagram. Mm. So they got busted. You know what I'm saying? So those streamers, even though some of those streamers have millions of followers, true enough, if nobody reports it, they're not going to say anything. Oh, they're not going to do fucking anything. Idiots. They, yeah. don't, they, don't, they don't have bots running you know, or any type of program running to stop that from happening. There are girls, there are porn stars who have Twitch streams. And they do all kinds of shit. And then they just tell them, if you want to see more, come to my OnlyFans account. And you have to pay more for the OnlyFans. Like, there are exotic dancers. There's just one exotic dancer I follow. <laughs> His name is Heat718. 
on Instagram. He has an OnlyFans account. Oh my god. And it is so. <laughs> hey, make that money, man. This, I got, I, I got no, I got nothing against. I got nothing against that. Trust me. I'm like, if y'all are out here dumb enough to give these people money. And they pay for it. They pay for it. You go. It's $10 for you to sign up for his account. And I was like. (laughs) Tip, you didn't. You thought about it. No. I thought hard. I wanted to see it. I wanted to see it. I wanted to see it. And I was like, I got $10. (laughs) I can't stand you. I got ten fucking dollars. Get out of here. I was like, I want to see what I could get for ten dollars, bitch. What? What? I'm paying for it. You might as well give me what I want. Shit. Look, all I'm saying, there was a video, and we'll get back on topic because I want to talk. Um, want to ask about NXT UK. There is a pit video of a stripper, and I swear to God, I wish like if I was like. 10 years younger and had like the body I had at 24, I would so do this. She just gets down on stage. She slides down the pole and she has this huge piece of pizza. And all she does is sit there and like the skimpy ass out. Have y'all seen this? She sits in like the skimpy ass outfit. It just sits oh. there and starts eating pizza and people are just throwing money at her. Like, like, basically like you can see this guy just took like a handful of cash and threw it and she's just sitting there and she's moving every once in a while and she like splits her legs open and shit i'm like and people are going nuts i'm like i i'm so mad i never thought it (laughs) i was so mad and i'm like she's making the most money out of any girl here and all she's doing is sitting there eating pizza and like underwear no she's in a g-string and like knee high socks, stripper heels, and like a little, like some weird bra. And she's just sitting there eating pizza and she's getting like her month's rent thrown at her. And I'm just like, God damn, that would have been nice. If I was an Instagram model, I'd have an OnlyFans account. If I was one of them bad bitches off of Instagram, my husband would probably be mad as a motherfucker. You had to shut this shit down, bro. Nah, sorry. <laughs> That's how you got them new Jordans and that new. <laughs> it's just true. I'm, I'm just saying, if I had that kind of body, no, I'm, I'm like, I'm like fucking there with you. No, no, don't worry about that. All right. So what happened on NXT UK, Nicole? Um. So I just watched the newest episode. Not too much happened. Um, Tyler Bate had, um, so um, Tyler Bate had a match. I can't remember the guy's name. I'm so sorry. Probably because I haven't seen him in NXT UK in so long. But it was a banger of a match, and it was just like right off the rip. And I know people like to make the comment that Johnny Gargano literally puts Takeover style matches on for free on the WWE Network or on USA, but Tyler Bate does them, and I think he does it better. And also, I'm starting to get very, very, very tired of Jar- Johnny Gargano. Um, mm-hmm. His his good yeah, Chris Champa is, is trailing that. right like, after that, what, too. What? The uh, male Sasha Banks. <laughs> so I'm starting to get sick of both of them. I'm starting to get sick <laughs> of both of them. I'm getting out of the way. Y'all can fight 
this out. I'm just gonna sit over here and do absolutely nothing. Champa, Champa, not as bad as Johnny, but I'm real tired, Johnny. He gotta go up. Um, but anyways, um, so that was really good. Um, also they did like a small video package for um Tony and Kaylee Ray's I Quit match. When is week. that? Oh, it's, it's next, next week. week. Okay, I gotta watch that because I really want to yeah. see that. Because I think Tony's gonna quit and she's gonna pop up on NXT. God, if she popped yeah. up, on, if she popped up on the NXT like main roster, I'd lose my shit. I love Tony Storm. I honestly she's think she NXT. should just go to the main roster. Honestly, I don't think she should go to NXT. I think she just needs to go up. If they're gonna do that, I don't mind her going up, but I think I think she should just go up. She's I more ready she to go up than Rhea is. You think so? Yes. Rhea oh. needs, I like Rhea a lot. She needs some work on the mic because she's getting, oh, with that whole segment with her, Bianca, and Charlotte. Her. Bianca and Charlotte completely overshadowed her on the mic. Yeah. And in presence. Yeah. And it was like, even though Bianca wasn't the focus, she became the focus, which yeah. ain't good. I mean, no. it's great for Bianca, but if you NXT champion and you can't garner the focus, we got problems. Yeah. So anyway, so they did that. So for the I Quit match and also in two weeks, um, Dave Mastiff and Walter will have a match for the NXT UK Men's Championship. Oh, really? And I'm like, hopefully they reinforce the ring, because that's a lot. That's two really big dudes. There's yeah. a lot of man in there. A lot of, a lot, <laughs> a lot of meat. anybody else? Like, <laughs> a lot of a meat, lot of in, meat. That, in that ring. <laughs> but not only that, um, Noam Dar had a match. It was, it was decent. Um, no, Amdar is not bad. Um, nothing else really go on. Um, also, um, so basically during TakeOver, um, Ilya, um, obviously Imperium ran out. It was being Imperium. And so Ilya Dragunov kind of ran out. And the way he kind of knocked into Walter hit Joe Coffey. And it messed up his knee, kayfabe-wise. And he, and Joe Coffey was like, that was the reason he lost the match because his knee was messed up for the rest of the match. So they had kind of, it was kind of like basically like they weren't really having a feud, but he was like, you owe me. Like, he's like, you kind of, like, you kind of fucked me up. So they had a match and they, they squashed it. So that was, it was like a, just a little small squash mat. Um, Ilya came out, but I think it was more sword building for, next week and then also um jenny came out and she kind of explained away why jazzy Gab jazzy gabbert isn't there anymore jazzy gabbert is no longer with wwe and nxt anymore is she the one okay so is she the one that went off on social media acting like an idiot no that would sound like taya tayanara conti that girl still has so WWE in her moniker though. And her, yeah, but she's she's just playing up to the rumors. She was well, uh, performing at house shows. I think 
Simon Gotch's Twitter name still has, not Twitter name, but I, uh, Instagram name still has WWE in it, which is weird. Yeah, because there's no reason for him to be, because he's been out of his contract. Yeah. Um, for like leave a three years, right? Fucking blue pants. So, I mean. <laughs> blue pants. That is I will the never, stupidest. I will, never, I will never get over that. I will never fucking get over that. Shout out to Leva Bates, Blue Pants. <laughs> Anyways, but, um, so Jenny basically, so when Jazzy was still there, they were kind of toying with the storyline of Jazzy eventually turning on Jenny. But since Jazzy's no longer with the company, Jenny came out and kind of, and Kayfabe Live was like, well, I saw she was disrespecting me, so I let her go. And she's no longer, like, a thing. So I thought that was a very smart and easy way to explain why Jazzy Gabbert wasn't there anymore. Because she was a very, she wasn't, like, important, but she was very provident. And they're starting to, like, gain some more traction. Like, they're signing a lot more people for their women's division. So I think they're, they're, they're quick, they're slowly working more women in there that can be very visible. Because, um. I know Piper has some issues with her eye. I forgot what's going on technically with her. I forgot what she has. She's sick with something. So she's been having issues with her eye. So obviously she's not available for taping. Um, Rhea's no longer there. Um, Tony's probably not going to be there for much longer. Mm. Um, so who they else is not there? Gotta keep it going. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta you gotta start replacing Jesse Gabbert's not there, and that could have been, and she stayed. That could have been something, somebody that could have took Piper's spot or took Aria's spot, and they just gotta get some more people in there, and and so on. What you're doing, they and they got this this Valkyrie bitch on yeah. there. She's she seems pretty cool. I like her. Um, I like her theme music. I looked it up on YouTube, but um, and that's it for. NXT UK wasn't really much going on. It was just like basically like filler matches and kind of like continuing on the story and showing that NXT TakeOver that's in Dublin is like three or two fucking weeks after Mania and it's very annoying. Alright. But what were you saying about NXT UK TakeOver? It's two weeks what? And then that's the last one. It's like two, three weeks after fucking Mania. It's bullshit. Yeah, it's not. It's three weeks after. And she wanted to go and she was really pissed. <laughs> I know. I really, because I keep, because I didn't think, because I figured I was like, okay, there's enough months. I can try to save up enough money because I was talking about how I'm in this wrestling group. I'm in like two wrestling groups on Facebook, but one of them, like, or I think I might be in three, but there's like two that I'm really like, that I really talk to a lot of people in. And there was quite a few of us because we, um, because there's like, we do like live chats for like, obviously for all of like all of the regular shows, but also for like pay-per-views and shit like that. And when we had, when they had the last takeover, everybody was like, oh my god, like, the crowd is so hype, all the matches are so good, they're like, I need to go to a UK takeover, because I was like, I, I want to, well, I always wanted to go to UK for a wrestling show anyway, even if it was just, like, a progress or something, or a defiance, and yeah. because the crowds are so crazy, 
and then we were a bunch of us and because there's a few people in our group that live in Europe. And they're like, okay, they're like, yeah, we we're talking about. So whenever they announce the next takeover, it's like, you know, let's let's you know, let's see who all wants to go and chat. And obviously, if it's like in a decent time frame, like let's all get like tickets in the same section, and you know, and we can. And then a couple people's like, yeah, we'll like show each other around the town and shit like that. And so I was like, okay, it's like, oh my god, it's like I'm so excited. And plus, um, my friend Jess lives in the UK so I was like I can even like especially I was like well I can even I can convince her to go too and then I'm just like I'm like are you and then they announced it like the other week and I was like are you fucking shitting me Mm. I'm saying ain't nobody gonna have money because you think about it that's where a lot a lot of international people go to mania yes that is that is very true. When you first show up to um, to Mania, when they do the opening pyro and everything, all the flags go up, man. It's so cool just to, like, see where everybody comes from. There was one guy, um, I saw, like, an Australian flag. I saw a Japanese flag. I saw a Chinese flag. I saw a Germany flag. I saw a France flag. I mean, like, I was, like, basically, like, I saw a Russian flag. I was like, holy shit. Like, they come from like everywhere. I'm pretty sure there was a couple of penguins from Antarctica flying <clears throat> up the Antarctic flag, which is just a giant piece of ice. But <laughs> oh my yeah, God. they everything <laughs> comes from everywhere. Um, our the neighbors in the <clears throat> hotel I I was standing um staying in, they were from Belgium, and they had like been talking about how they saved up like for a whole year to fly over here. And I'm like, well, how long was the flight to Belgium? And they're like, 15 hour flight. I'm like, ah, like, yeah, I'm like I, I knew. And that's why the Raw and SmackDowns, especially the Raw after Mania, is so hype because you got a lot of people from the UK there, and they're hype. You got a lot of people from like the UK and Scotland and all them, and they're fucking wild at wrestling shows. So that's why Raw After Mania is the crowd is so hot because you have all those international people and they're popping for everything. Oh. Well, unfortunately, it makes a lot of sense. But it's not economically for you. Not good. Yeah. No. Like, we'll be, you'll be poor by the time you go. I'm gonna be poor for like three months anyway, so it like that's just like. <laughs> and then you gotta think like you gotta be able to take off for both of those, and. Ugh. They already got. I'm already. I already have to explain why I'm. I'm taking a week off like right when I start a new job, like. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go to this wrestling show. (laughs) Think about this. The flight won't be as long. Mm. Well, no. No, Oh, that's right, because you gotta fly. Oh, and that mania hangover, dude. That's that's no-bueno. And that's gonna be such a big... And that's a time difference, too. Yeah. 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 I'm gonna be all fucked up. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. So what else did we cover? We covered um, MLW or AEW. Um, let's save AEW for last. MLW uh was actually 
um, really fun this week because the dynasty took over. They're such dumbasses. I hate them they, so much. They are like they're the goofy ass heels. Like, oh my god, it's just it's so dumb, so dumb. And anyway, but it was like, you know, you think about like old school takeovers of the heel. I don't know why they didn't give a reason why. They're just like, oh yeah, holidays. Lawyer slash dad says we have to do this, and it's really funny because the the announcers I would I can't fucking think of their names. They were like so into it, and they're like you know like they're so fucking done before the show even starts, and they have to read from the script. And one of them just kind of throws it down. He goes, "Are we for fucking?" He's like, "Are we for real? Do we really have to read this?" (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, okay, I like these guys, and um. So you had like, of course, you know, like all like three, like all like all the matches. There were three matches, and they were all involved. It was a really good show. And um, the um, last part of the show was Holiday and MJF versus the Von Ericks. And I was like, okay, cool, because this is definitely. I'm sorry, the Von, I know I say this every time. The Von Ericks can fucking get it, man. Like, oh my god, they are. They are gorgeous. Like they are gorgeous fucking men. Like, whew. Um, don't because again, MLW is great. Please go watch it. I don't feel right like giving away spoilers for it. It's just, it's old dude had on AirPods. You know what the funny, the funniest touch was. Oh God, what's his name? Richard, uh, Richard Holiday or something like that. Yeah, he had on AirPods while had while he had on commentary headphones and you can see the airpods and it was so stupid but <laughs> i was laughing about it for 10 minutes because i was like you what did? is jackass <laughs> oh no the no the funniest part was so um man uh, mance warner insulted a dynasty before like the before the show so he wasn't allowed in the an arena so he goes like he goes like I don't know, like down the fucking street to some. Uh, he goes somewhere. He was oh like, he goes somewhere, and he was like, and they still wouldn't let him in. And he's like, oh, he's like talking shit to the guy. Well, not talking shit to the guy, but he was talking shit to the guy about Dynasty. And he was like, you look like a good guy. He's like, here's. A, he's like, you like beer? He's like, I got some beer. He's like, I got some natty lights. So he's like, open up a beer. And he's like drinking a guy. He was like, I got some more beers. And he was telling him about like some hooker that he knows that's like down the street. And then a guy was like, I don't like MJF anyway. He's a dick. He's like, why don't you just go in? I'm <laughs> <laughs> an asshole. <laughs> yes, yeah, he's a noxious asshole. Like, just, just go in. And it's just like, you know, they do their thing, which the one thing that really fucking pissed me off is like, okay, I know I said no spoilers, but during one of the matches, they do that cheap ass heat thing that we hate where they're, they're, I think it was Aerostar, which, hey, Lucha Underground, how you doing, Aerostar? And they, uh, they unmasked one of the Luchadors, and I'm just like, are we still doing this? Like, yeah, I hate that. I hate I fucking hate this. Like, it was a shocker when, like, Mox, and I know it's like they always do it, like, you know, they've done a Therese so many times, like, we know what he looks like. Google Rey Mysterio, WCW. <laughs> like, yeah, Ray Ray hit a late puberty, Ray Ray hit a, hit, a, hit a very late puberty in life. Um, 
And then, uh, you know, it's no surprise. We know what he looks like, but they keep doing it. It's lost. It's like the one that really took me was when Mox unmasked Pentagon Jr., where I was just like, holy shit, he actually did that. And then, like, it's just like lately it's like, oh, we need to throw a luchador off its game. Quick, to the unmasking. And they just like, can't get off. I'm just like, well, this is it was very kryptonite. Yeah. Yes. They lose their they lose their lose their mask. Um, <laughs> but also, I hate but, Superman. So there you go. I don't really like Superman so either. So. I fucking hate Superman so much. I, I would I could write a whole dissertation about what is wrong with Superman. So you punk ass bitch. Only thing the only thing that hurts him is radioactive rocks from his home made up of his home planet and magic. Like, okay. You like Batman. Batman has no weaknesses. Well, <laughs> you know, Batman. Yeah. Be Batman. Batman don't be super. Hold on your shit. Like Batman don't give a fuck. He got a contingency plan for everybody. <laughs> What's like any of you no, motherfuckers like, go wrong, I'm killing you all. I don't give a damn. <laughs> she's she, right about that, because there was a comic book, like a, a couple of comic panels. I forgot what was going on. But it's like he has every single kryptonite in existence just in case Clark ever goes off. Who yep. keeps kryptonite around just in case? And he has files on every superhero and like superhero and supervillain on how to kill them. Okay. So if Bat- Batman ever loses it, we are all fucked. Okay. Hey, thank you so much for sticking it out with us at Down for the Count. So we're just taking a little commercial break to let you guys know that we are on two social media platforms, Instagram and Twitter. You can hit us up there with any news that you want us to discuss, any topic that you want us to discuss. We got you. Just send it to us. We are all for people. Well, sometimes. Sometimes. (laughs) Anyway, so make sure you guys stick with us at Down for the Count, and we're going to continue on with our show. All right, ladies and gents, unfortunately, we have run out of time. Thank you so much for listening to Down for the Count. We are going to continue on in our next episode with a continuance of our wrestling recap and we're also going to move into wrestling news and then of course we're going to end end it out with a bonus episode that is specifically for black history so you guys make sure that you guys follow us on social media so you can get all the latest news and of course little snippets of our next episode that comes out on the podcast so if you guys want to see all of that and hear all of that make sure you follow us on twitter at down for the count 19 on twitter and at d4tc underscore podcast on instagram I'm your host, Anthony E, and on behalf of Alexis and Nicole, we'd like to thank you for listening to Down to the Count. We'll see you guys in the next one.